Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. On October 9th, Rosalia and Kathy... Okay, so how are you? And tell me some celebrations from the last two weeks. Um, I'm good. I am um, had a busy week at the office. Um, celebrations. I sent my father a letter last Saturday um, explaining um, some things that, that are going on with me. And I have not heard back from him yet. Um, but I anticipate on hearing from him, and I just felt good about what I, what message I conveyed to him. Um, I realized that my group therapy was causing me anxiety, and I... Um, that, that what was causing uh, I, w- I just I was just feeling that they resemble my family as far as... Yeah judgment and criticism and because I often feel like I'll ask a question and there's a couple people that always um, ask that well are you really saying this Rosalia and I just feel (laughs) I feel a lot of similarities between them and basically my sister not my brother because he's you know copacetic about a lot of things almost everything so um and my therapist on Saturday brought it to my attention. She's like, I think this group is causing you or resembling your biological family. And that's what's causing you anxiety because oftentimes I interrupt people and I'm just like, wait, I want to tell everybody something, you know, and it's totally out of sync with what we're supposed to do. And oh, yeah. It puts you back into your old pattern. Yes. It feels like your family. And so, like, almost like, well, if I, and I get it, so, you know, like, we'll be talking about something, and I'll interject, like, wait, I have to tell everybody, I'm I'm looking at Holmes and Marblehead, you know what I mean, it has nothing to do with anything, and everybody's like, Rosalia, <laughs> like, you couldn't wait, and I'm like, no, because I, there's a piece of me that was feeling just like my family. Like, I had to change the subject so we, you know, that's another thing that I've noticed. Like, I don't want to talk about something serious. I want to talk about something that's that's fun and more lively and more, you know, more fun, you know. And where we're talking about something serious, I want to change the topic. I mean, that's something in itself, too. I think, anyway. That's... I, that's a little bit of a, a, a loyalty paradigm to your mom because your mom could never talk about anything serious. Oh, right. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And so then, you know, she brought it to my attention and I brought it to everybody's attention at group on Wednesday. 
and it was really well received. Um, in fact, um, the guy that normally gives me a hard time, which I find really funny, but um, he just nodded his head and he's like, great work, Rosalia. You know, we're glad we're sort- you're sorting it out and you're coming to realization about why this is happening and these patterns. And Oh, so you and went, then I, hold, on, hold on a second, today's Friday. You went back this past Wednesday and you talked about all the things you got aware of and noticed. Yes. With the group from the week before that caused you anxiety. Is that what you just said? Right. I did. That's what you said. And um, this has been going on for, I don't want to say forever, but I've been in the group almost three years now. And I have noticed it when when it's something that, when it's something that I really want to talk about and I don't feel like I can bring it up immediately, I always, end up squeezing it into like the last five or ten minutes of our 90 minutes. And so I'm scapegoating myself by blaming them. I mean, in a kind of, well, I just have one thing to say and then I'll be done, you know, instead of spending some really good quality time on my stuff. Because going back to how I felt with my family, that I don't, I'm not important enough. It's not important enough. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And um, so interesting. I um, felt totally relieved. It was like something had been for the last couple of weeks, like ever since I got this new job, but even before that, like erupting in me that I wanted to tell the group, but I really, I didn't think it was important enough. But something like moving from Charlestown to Muddlehead is quite important, you know if I end up doing it, right? Either way, even if I'm thinking about it, it's still important. Okay, but, but basically you haven't brought up the job change and how different it is? Yeah. Huh. And oh, part of it, because that is one of the most important things going on right now, yeah? Yeah, and I also don't, um, I'm kind of letting that slide. I'm, I, I don't, this is the second time I've changed jobs within the group and everybody kind of treats me like and this is how I feel you know well you'll you're like a cat Rosalia you always land on your feet you're you're you know ultimately you're a really good employee your heart is there you're a good worker you know your stuff you're good we're not worried about you so with that kind of in the background Kathy I sort of always feel I don't have to worry about anything when I'm with them, you know, or I, or I don't have anything important to say about my job or about the job search or about, like, this week was really uh, taxing on me, but just because I'm sort of now, like, deep diving in, you know. Um, just really interesting, the dynamics that, yeah, how we mirror our life everywhere we go. In every situation, you know. I just lost you on the last sentence. What did you say? Uh, I, like the, that, I've mirrored my life in that group now. Even after I don't, I don't know these people from Adam. They have nothing. None of the one girl is like my sister, but relatively speaking, none of these people have grown up with me. So I'm, yeah, patterns, you know, I'm repeating the same patterns. Right, our patterns follow us until we break through them. 
So we break down. We break down. And it's, um, so on one hand, I felt really relieved that I could share that with everybody. And then on the other hand, I was utterly exhausted that I'm doing the same thing. Well, I'm yeah. feeling the same way that I was feeling when I was a kid or growing up. Or All right. We, we I, I think it's on the first the first talk show um, recording. We we went into your early childhood paradigm and did quite a long tapping on your parents. Have you right. gone back, Have you gone back to revisit that and redo that tapping? No, I'm going to do it this weekend. Definitely go back and revisit that. Okay. Okay, because it, I think it deals with a lot of what you're talking about right now. Me too. And, you, you know, maybe the first time tap it through it the way it is. Just tap it every, even every day you should be tapping that. And you can start to change the words. If new words resonate more than the words on there, if you're growing in, if you're growing, moving and not moving forward, maybe new words will pop up or some things won't apply anymore. Oh, I see. Okay. We did a negative and a positive. Right. I, and we might have even done one in the middle. I can't remember. Half of each. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, would I do remember specifically, though, the negative and the positive. Yeah, I would definitely revisit that. Okay. And, and let me know. And write down what else is coming up. Yeah, journal what's coming up that we didn't hit on or any new ahas. Okay. Sites. Tapping helps new insights to come along because it relaxes you. Mm. It helps for it helps the the mind to just grab onto new ideas in that relaxed state. Interesting. Yeah. Is it because the the of the focus? No, it's 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 physiological and neurological. It's because you're sending a message of calm to the amygdala and your nervous system. You're rewiring the nervous pathway and you're quieting it and calming it and telling Mm. it the the tapping itself tells your amygdala that you're safe. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's a very cool mind-body tool. Right. Um, what else has been good? I had another one-on-one today with my um, boss, Maria, and it went well. Um, I'm noticing um, something that I find very interesting, and I don't know how to describe it other than so weird. Their bark is worse than their bite. You know that term? Yes. So it's like they're like, you need to do this, or it's not ever you need. It's like, please focus on, or please be aware that da 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 da, or do this or do that. And then when you talk about it, it's sort of like they take a back burner and they're like, we we don't want we don't want you to be upset about this. We just want you to focus on it. And she brought it up again today, actually. Um, and I'm working on. I find that they are so thorough in their processes that it's 
basically so type A and OCD, it's making me nuts. Um, now, I get that it's a process and they like everything to be the same and the structure. I understand all that. But it's so... Um, I'm sometimes that they're just so uptight about it that it makes me, and OCD to me is anger, but, you know, it just makes me like, geez, like, let up about it. Does that make sense? It does. But remember, it belongs to them. It doesn't belong to you. So just ask yourself, who does this belong to? Oh, interesting. And let it go instead of having judgment on it. Okay. That's a fantastic tool. As soon as you see yourself going into judgment, right, with another or even with yourself, ask who does this belong to. You don't have to answer okay. it. You just can't. You right. just can't leave it in the energy for the answer to come up. Right, and just at least acknowledge it. In other words, right? Yeah, because as you ask who does this belong to, most likely you realize it does not belong to you. It belongs oh. to somebody, and then just let it go. Breathe and let right. go. No judgment. No judgment. Um, and that, I think, also brings out about a piece of it or not makes it become acceptable. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. You acknowledge it and you accept it and you say, it's okay. It's the way it is. Nobody's perfect. Right. And that's Okay. It's not having high expectations both for yourself and for everybody else because nobody can meet these high expectations that we all have. Right. So accepting it, yes, that's the word. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. It is what it is. Right. And then, But also knowing how, when, when you need to set a boundary, a healthy boundary, you know, because you don't, it may belong to them, but you don't want them stepping on you. Right. Oh. Um, yeah, can, can you see where, where that, that would be the, that might be the tough thing that comes, that comes into play for you. Right. And, and I, um, you know, she brought it up yesterday and then today, it well, she brought it up yesterday because, I mean, it was like, I can't even believe it, like I wrote training, but <laughs> I didn't capitalize the T, and I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I'd rather, I, I, you know, I go to this place like, you're going to get me for that instead of this, right? You know? And then she's like, this is what, you know, our plan is that is if if you are trained thoroughly, and this is how we do things, then everything will be set and everything will move smoothly. And that's really true. But, I mean, I get I get the typo. It just makes me – it makes me aware that I'm not perfect and I've worked so hard in trying not to be perfect. Does that make sense too? In trying to be okay with not being perfect. Okay with – yes, okay with not being perfect. Exactly. There's this great little mantra, I am perfect in my imperfection. Yes. I I like that a lot. Me too.
So I think that, you know, that resonates with me for some reason that was getting on my goat, perhaps because she brought it up a couple times and then she, um, and I get where they're coming from, but I just don't, there's a piece of me that's like, okay, let it go. Right? But like, it's piece, not mine. Say again? There's a piece of you that what? There's a piece of me that, that like, I understand I understand that they've worked hard to make this business successful, and and I get the back the story right, the backup for it. But I just feel like if they spend all their energy on this, they're letting other things. Not necessarily. I just think that they're focused on the wrong thing. And but it's their business, not mine, right? That's right. And it's not for you to bring it up right now. You're just starting. Oh, okay. So let these things go. You know, once you have established yourself and they find you indispensable, then you can start helping them make some changes. Oh, I see. Right. Right now I'm just learning the way. Yeah, and just got to keep remembering, let it go, let it go, let it go. Mm-hmm. For now. For now. Because it's, it's, you, you haven't been there long enough to actually set those boundaries or to speak up. Unless there's something that's just so obvious that, you know, you can speak up. But what what's happened? One of the reasons it's triggering you is because your your parents never they always criticized you and they never said right. that you did any good. So when they're this is bringing that back up when they um, tell you even if it's a little stupid little thing, it it triggers you back to when you were a kid, always. Mm, right. can't speak, who did that all the time? And it brings you back to that place of being devalidated and worthless. Right. And so that's also why it gets you going. That's why it gets you going. Interesting. Yep. Are you still? Can you? Oop, go ahead. All right. There's a phone. There was a phone emergency phone call. I mean, from the okay. Do you need to get it? No, I don't need to get it. I just want to make sure it didn't um, screw up our call. Okay. Um, I'm thinking about some other things or what I. But other than that, it's go. I think it's going great. I mean, I'm challenged. I love that I'm being challenged. I, um, but I'm challenged because I haven't done this in many. I haven't done what I, a lot of meeting planning, a lot of scheduling, um, to this extent and to this detail oriented in years, or it feels like years, right? Because it's all new. But I really like it. It's a great place. People are kind. They listen. Um, they appreciate hard work. Um, they're thankful. Um, it's just a really good environment for me. Okay. So that's, so that's making that in perspective because that's what's really important right now. Right. Not that they pick pick on something that, you know, wasn't perfect that you did. That's a, that uh, really and truly in the big scheme of things is, is really tiny. 
but because you relate it, it, it unconsciously. Oh, interesting, right? Parents. The not foreshadows everything or takes over everything, right? Yes, and then your energy drops, and then you feel devalidated, and then you want to fight, and um, yeah. Improve myself, yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. But more or less takes over, yeah. And wow. it's the, the subconscious mind takes over. That that's right. been that's been hurt. Of course, it's mm-hmm. going to take, you've been really, really hurt in your past by your parents. You always want they never could give you the love that you needed. And even though you said your dad was full of love, he was absent. Right. A real contradiction in that. On one hand, you felt like he loved you, but on the other hand, he abandoned you because he was never there. You know, and it's funny because I, it's I, you know, I wrote in my note. It's taken me thirty years to realize, while I appreciated everything he provided for me and gave us and all that, I also realized too that he wasn't there. I mean, for the first time, I really re- acknowledged that. I always. I mean, I mean always, like capital, bold, underline, all of that. I always said to myself, it's okay. I know where he is. It's okay. He's working. It's okay. It's for the greater good. Right? And then when I started peeling away everything, it was like, but he was not home. Right? And then when he was, you know, and it's really amazing to me that I hid behind that for years. Years. You what? You I hid behind it. I hid behind it. Hid behind it. Like um, I was okay. I pretended like I was okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yes, 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 yes. And so there's a lot of anger, a lot of loss buried in you. Right. And so I also realized, too, that one of the reasons I hid behind it and I was, quote, unquote, okay with it, because my mother was so against it. And so by more or less siding with my father, it's okay that he's not home every night and he's at the restaurant working. We know where he is and he's providing for us and we have everything we need. But she was like, I didn't ask for this life. I didn't want, you know. Your mother said that or you said that? What do you mean? Oh, um, it's okay that would, he's at working every night. Who said that? You or your mom? I would say that. In my mind, I was like, it's okay that he's working every night. This is his job. He's a restaurateur. He's an owner of a restaurant. It's okay. This is his life. You know, this is his, this, this is who he is. And my, right. I would hear my mother say, go ahead. Okay. So your mother said the opposite. I, mean, I just My mother said the opposite. Right, I didn't ask for this life. I didn't want him to be gone. You know, I didn't. I didn't ask you to work around the clock. I didn't. You know. Now this is also them arguing between each other, right? But I'm. We're always there. Mhm. So no. uh, all all this makes sense. Total sense too, because your mother didn't know how to love you. She didn't know how to talk to you. She was one that was home all the time with you, yet there was no relationship there. 
Right. So, so you, of course, you wanted to rebel against her and go the other way and let Dad off the hook. Oh, right. Totally. And by letting him off the hook, I sided with him. Yeah. And I, then it was kind of funny because then I immediately had this bond with him where, hey, I understand it, right? Or I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. But you really weren't deep down inside. Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't. So that's all suppressed stuff, part of which comes out now in all this, these other behaviors of being in the group therapy group and you know, speak, speaking out of turn and, you know, looking for, um, you know, the <coughs> the mixed up energy from that still continues yes. with group therapy group. Right. Because when he was around, Kathy, we basically had to get, we had to tell him everything, when he was there, how he was there, and what big or little tension span he had, it was, that was it. I, I didn't hear every word. Say that again. No. So I meant, you know, if so if he was only with us, and I mean that, you know, if we only saw him Sunday, which was our day, our family day, and I only, and say I only was really speaking with him, you know, let's break down where he's like, hey, what's going on, Rosie? And I would tell him, oh, I had a soccer game on Tuesday night. I mean, everything was so concise and consolidated, and I had to choose what I wanted to say because I didn't have this big, long, I didn't have a lot of time with him or his attention span, right, because it was my mom and then the kids, or if, even if she got any attention. And what did you choose? Did you choose to say stuff that was important or was not important? I I do remember saying stuff that was important, but I had to choose my words. I had to choose things wisely. I mean, yeah. I could, mm-hmm. you know. And then because also, too, I don't know if I've told you this, I mean, because he's, so he moved here when he was 25. My mother taught him English. My mother taught him to read and write and speak English. So English is not his first language. So my father, so my mom had to more or less, a lot of times had to interpret what whatever was happening to my father in Italian. Whoa. Yeah. So, I mean, I couldn't, you know, now it's it's now that he's seventy seven. You know, I, I feel like he's been here long enough, and he can he can get things. But sometimes he doesn't understand things, even though he's been here for fifty years, right? And so my mom occasionally it would still be where my mom would say, "Well, you know," and she would say it in Italian, and he would go, "Oh yeah." So like the English, the language barrier was also there was also present. Yeah. Heading on top, heading to everything else. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So um, a, a benefit and a gift of that is that most people that speak, 
that English English is not their first language, I can understand them very, very well. Wow. Yeah. I can, as someone, as someone, like some guy called today, I don't, if I had to guess, I'd say because of his name, he was from the Middle East. I knew exactly what he was saying, even though his English was so bad, where no one, probably no one else could have understood it. Because my ear is strained so how my dad was and I speak slowly and you know and so there's a piece of me that's very I understand a lot of things which is a total gift I know you know it's kind of an interesting takeaway I guess you could say All right, what what I'd like to do is um, go back over the notes I've taken since our since September 8th. Ooh. I, I highlighted stuff today uh, and go over it and see, acknowledge some more of this and see what has moved and what has not moved in you okay. and, then, and then tap on what, what hasn't moved yet. Okay. And I I did not go back and listen to the first tapping that we did on your parents to see what's in there uh, to make sure that tonight's tapping is different. But we'll, okay. we'll go. And I, I'm writing it down to review that this weekend because I have yeah. some time. Please do. So let's start with Sheila. She was that that boss at Care.com, right? Yes, ma'am. Uh, and she at times was your mother and at times was your father in your eyes. Mm. Uh, and at times she was your father in that you made her bigger than life, like your father was bigger, larger than life. Right, because you've always so, because you're always willing to let him off the hook. You put him on his head because he was the opposite of your mom, and he loved you, and you were willing to always let him off the hook. Um, and and therefore he was larger than life, and Sheila was larger than life, and so she, that when someone's larger than life, they are uh, you can't deal with them uh, um, rationally, right? Reasonably. Logically, right? Right, right. Um, but yeah, she was like your mom in that, probably, perhaps just because she was female, you said you always wanted your mother's approval and never got it, and it was like you always wanted Sheila's approval and couldn't really get it because Sheila yeah. just isn't even that kind of per- It's like your mom in that way. Right. You know, she doesn't give credit where credit's due, right? She doesn't know right. how to um, um, speak well of deeds done, of, of you, just like your mom couldn't. Right, a lot of it was assumed and even, I mean, totally taken for granted. But it would have never been brought up, ever. Yeah, so do you see how 
she was both your father and your mother? Yes. And how that would also make it so very difficult. <laughs> to work for her. <laughs> and I walked right into that. <laughs> yep. Yep, and then your mom always was saying, should have, could have, and to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And so you had that spinning in your head all the time. You always should have done better, could have done better, should have be perfect. That runs in you too. That's that's a, another loyalty. All these paradigms that I say are loyalty paradigm or a rebellion paradigm, it means that they conflict your energy and twist up your energy until you work oh, through that. And um, my uh, psychotherapist calls it, um, she uses a word in front of loyalty. Is it, It's not perpetual. It's, um, I'll have to, next time she says it, I'll write it down. Just, But it's, it's so ingrained in me, right, that it's steadfast. Yeah, right? absolutely. You know. These paradigms, these loyalty and rebellion paradigms are completely un- unconscious. They run in your nervous system. It's how your body is wired. So because wow. you're that way all your life with your mom and your dad, then when you meet with Sheila, you've got this energy, this, this conflicted energy constantly running in you, wanting validation, wanting approval because she's kind of like your mom, and then putting her on a pedestal because she's kind of like your dad. And so you cannot be your true, authentic self with somebody like that when all that is running unconscious. It's all unconscious. It's all unconscious. And nor can you work at your work at your potential when mm-hmm. conflicted and contradictory energy is running and, and wired through your system. So what I'm trying to do is explain all, all these um, rebellion and loyalty paradigms that have twisted up your energy and keep, have kept you in the past from seeing the truth. Oh, wow. Interesting. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. When we did the first part of the the earliest childhood paradigm, and you remembered back to yourself, um, I'm skipping around because I'm following my notes here. Okay, that's right. So I don't miss anything. Uh, I mean, I'm skipping around topics. Uh, your earliest childhood paradigm. You you came up with words like yourself for for yourself. You were um, running up and down the driveway and singing in the rain. You had blonde, curly hair, and you had feelings of joyful and carefree, not a care in the world, and playful. If if you were to look at your essence, like who who really is Rosalia? Is that how you see? Is is that how you see yourself? Is that how you would describe yourself? The real Rosalia. Um, the energy piece, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I just wanted to hear you say Absolutely. Um, So there's an utmost importance in that statement. So that means that when you are being joyful, carefree, playful, 
you are in your true authentic self. You're in like, like your soul signature. Like, wow, this is me. Which means that you, that's where you want to be and can be most of the time. I mean, even when you're working, uh-huh. you want to be in this carefree, joyful, playful place. Right. So it, you can use that as a barometer. If you see yourself judging, you could say, oh, there I go again. I'm not in that carefree place. I'm judging, whether you're judging yourself or somebody else. Mm. And you can start to notice. It's a tool. You can first use it as a tool for noticing when you're not there. And then we'll work on finding some mantras to help to bring you back there. Okay. The first tool is to notice. And almost say, oh, I see you judging. I see you judging. And just let it go. Just let it go. Say, okay, that's okay. Just say, I want to be, I want to get back to my carefree, playful self. And there's no reason that that has to conflict with working. Because working can still come with ease and joy. Right? Yes, absolutely. Because you enjoy what you do. So it all could be... So it all could be joyful. Exactly. Lift it up, energy gets in the way, it makes it heavy and brings it down. And gloom and gloom and... Yeah. Yeah. Also a place for you to notice that, oh, that old energy is coming back or that old old paradigm is coming back. Say, I don't need it anymore. That's my own story. Okay, so write write this down if you haven't if you haven't written this down. No, no, you use the the joyful, carefree, playful words and description as a, almost as a filter. So when you notice yourself move into judgment or move into resentment or move into anger or move into like nothingness, you just let it be. Oh, I'm not being my soul signature. I'm not in my soul signature. I see you. I see right. you. I see your resentment. And just let it go. No judgment. No judgment. Just notice. Are you writing that down? Yes, I am. And then you could say, like, I, it would be good, I know, we should do a, right now, we're going to do a little little soul signature visualization to come up with, like, a symbol or an icon. Okay. Okay, so... Close your eyes. Take in some comfortable inhales and exhales. Feel yourself getting rested, peaceful, going deeper into your inner self, inside a sacred garden. See a beautiful garden. There in that garden, this little five year old Rosalia, 
skipping and running through puddles and having fun and delight and carefree and playful and watch her for a bit. And see what com what other descriptive words come up or see what images come up or if a symbol comes up or an icon, a way that would symbolize all of that feeling. The first thing I thought of was a beach ball, ah. like those striped ones with all the colors around it. Yep. So if you close your eyes and see a beach ball in front of you, does that remind you of your essence, who you are? Who you... I mean, I just, uh, what I, the moment you said think of something, I just thought of people popping up and down and just the colors flying through the air when you see people tossing it, you know, on the beach. Um, okay, because what, what I want to ask you to do is to continue on what we were just saying. When you notice yourself move out of being carefree and move into judgment, into blame, into resentment, anger, whatever it is, say, oh, that's not my soul signature. That's not my essence. Right. Bring the beach ball back. See the beach ball and say, oh, here I am. Here I am. I can get back here. And, and that's easy for me to think about because then I can envision it um, being tossed up in the air. and You know what I mean? Like flying through the air. or Just the colors of it, right? How it yeah. spins around and you see the different colors. Yeah. Um, something else I thought of, uh, the grammar school down the street had made homemade pinwheels and they put them on the fence for International Peace Day. Oh, yeah. And um, we must have had those as a kid. Um, like I literally stopped on the street. I must have been walking to the studio or somewhere and I literally stopped on the street, and I was like, wow. I mean, I took a picture of them, you know, and I, um, I need to put it on my Facebook. But it was just so sweet to me because they were all hand-like. Hand, they were colored with crayons, you know, all the grammar school kids. And they put them on the, on, not the picket fence, but, you know, the picket fence, you know, that was lining the school. And it was so sweet. But it was one of those things where like, oh, wow. So Little kids just love those, you know. You blow on them and they spin around. <laughs> so close your close your eyes again, and over on your right, in front of you on the right, is a beach ball spinning with all its great colors and throwing it up in the air and back again and bouncing it. And look at that. Does that does that feel like home, comfort, you, who you are? Does it or is it? Um, it could be. I, um, that's the first thing that came to me. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I uh, 
what else I had thought about? <clears throat> I mean, I, it's interesting. I immediately go to the beach. I mean, that's my serenity place. Um, and uh, a friend of mine had a beach house for years, and I would use it. I he I had keys to it, and um, in the backyard, I should send you a photo of this tranquil pond that he had. I would sit back there hours. And the you know, and just see it bubbling up, and it was absolutely beautiful. Um, and it was scorching hot. I mean, this is you know the Florida Panhandle, and it would be scorching hot. I'd be sitting out there, and uh, just watching this little bubbling pond. It was like a fountain, you know. It was an urn actually, with the water coming out of it. And uh, I st- I still have a picture of it. I love it. Like it just makes me happy seeing it, you know. So there's something about that too about the tranquility and the water and the, mm. um, and the urn is on. Capture, uh-huh. capture a moment in time there? Yes. Yeah. And so you could use that too. Oh, yeah. Like, because it was, you know, I did, I went there every year, two weeks in July for like three or four years. That was my summer vacation. And, uh, Every morning I had breakfast out there, and, you know, it was just absolutely lovely. And what, give me the descriptive words for that, how it makes you feel. Um, relaxed, I was calm, I, um, carefree, um, just at peace, and not that feeling that nothing's going to bother me today, or nothing, you know, like, not a care in the world. Relax. Okay. So the same thing. So when you notice, start to use this as a tool. Mm-hmm. Notice when you are not feeling these things. Um, n- not feeling relaxed, calm, peaceful, carefree. Right. Playful, peaceful, um, and say, "Okay, that's my that's my old story. We you know whatever's happening, right? Whatever the little the the words are, the sh- the shit you should have or you could have or why didn't you or, um, or whether it's resentment or or starting to judge your boss or judge yourself or judge mm-hmm. anybody. As you go into judgment." Bring that bring that picture back and say, oh yeah, that's that's my new that's my new story. Mm, interesting, right? So you're switching your you're switching your your space or your your place, right? Yes, yes. You're switching from the old story, which is not the truth. The old story is not good enough. Is you know when you notice yourself being made to feel worthless or you know not good enough or not right. Not appreciated. That's your old story because you grew up in that, and that's mm. that's who you are. That's an experience that you had, but it is not who you are. Right. So it's an old it's a story, and it's an old story, and it's actually a lie because it's not who you are. Right. But our mind doesn't know the difference. Our mind thinks it's the truth. Part of our mind thinks it's part the of truth. our mind. 
And that's a pretty powerful part of our mind because it <laughs> it runs with that all the time. Right. And it's interesting how that runs gamut before the other piece does, right? How how what? How it runs gamut. I mean, how it runs, takes over before instead of going into that place of strength and knowledge and that's not who I am, we believe the lie. Absolutely. And that's, that's the, see, I like to say that we have a small part of ourselves, I mean a self with a small S and a self with a capital S. Right. And the self with the small S has been running the show for too long, for far mm-hmm. too long. Far too long. Restricted, contracted, um, um, suppressed emotional part of us, the one that's the one that was treated poorly, that's the small self. And that's mm-hmm. not the self. Now the self with the capital X is the expanded self, the higher self, the the step the true self, your true essence, right. signature, the one who you really are. But that small self is so friggin' big in our mind it's like taking over our mind and convinced our mind that that's who we are. And it's convinced us that that's who we are. But it isn't. It isn't. It's just our old stories. So we mm-hmm. have to remind ourselves, that's my old story. My new story is you know, that snapshot at the beach. Right. The, the spinning, beautifully colored ball. And then say, oh. I'm going to get back. I want to get back there now. I'm not feeling that way now. Let me shift back. Right. Keep reminding yourself that's my old story. That's not me. It's an old story. It's no longer needed. It no longer serves me, that old story. Mm. It's a totally great way of looking at it. Yeah. And, and say, hey, small mind, small self, it's, you, you're not going to run the show anymore. You've been running the show for far too long. It's now time for my expanded self to run the show. So mm. um, you said another word. Um, not expanded, but you said another word that really resonated. What was it? Um, expanded self, higher self. Substantial self, self sacred self. Maybe it was that. Wise self. Mm. Inner wise one. That's what we're talking about, connecting with our inner wise one. Right. Which is the total opposite of that self with the small S. Interesting. So that that's that's your home play. We have a bunch of home plays for this week. Right. To notice 
when you switch out of this state. Mm. You can't be in this state all out of the out of the um when i when i switch from the new when i switch from the new sacred self to the old self right 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 so you you tell me what when you tell me what you what ha- what happens when you switch what do, what do you think you'll notice first? How do you, when you first switch out of the new sacred self in, into the old self, what what could you notice? To, to um, my posture changes. Ah, there you go. My um, <clears throat> I'm uh, I lose my. Um, can I say this? Uh, I almost lose my voice. Not. I don't go. I don't have laryngitis, but I suddenly lose my my powerful voice. Gotcha. I lose my power. That's those are great ones. Anything else you notice? Um, I apologize. Oh. <laughs> and I don't apologize a lot, but when I get like, oh, you're right, that was bad or that was wrong. It's always wrong or not right, like it's or bad, right? Instead of, you know, right? It, it immediately goes to bad, not incorrect, or right? It's it's bad. It's interesting. Like you are really bad, or your bad. Actual, your behavior yeah. is bad. Was really bad, right? All right. God, these are fantastic things to notice. So when you know the next time you notice, as soon as it starts to happen, um, moving to the beach ball. <laughs> hey, that's my old story, and bring in the beach right. ball. I don't. It no, you no longer serve me. I don't need you anymore. You are not me. You are not my truth. You tried to convince me all my life that you were my truth, but you are not, and I know it now. Mm. I'm not going to let you take me there. Wow. It's uh, it's and it's totally unlearning patterns. I mean, I feel like this is going to be huge when I go to group. When I what? When I um, go to group therapy. Oh, oh, great. Yeah. Oh, good. Right. You know what I mean? I can be more, I can be more, I mean, I'm always engaged, but I can be more, less about the, the old family, my birth family paradigm versus, you know, my new self. Yeah. That's who I am, right? Yeah. Oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. So this is your main home play to keep noticing throughout the day. And then right. And what comes up, what you notice, new insights, new celebrations from this. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. 
Definitely. Um, the other home play is to do is to do the tapping on the listen to the recording, the first recording, and I I can't recall the second at this moment what's on the other recordings, but I I I think they're all so full of so many juicy things. It's right. Absolutely worth your while to listen to them. Me too. And you can upload them right onto your iPhone. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to do. I could listen to them in the car. <laughs> Yeah, and you can listen in the car, yeah. Although some of them have exercises that you don't want to do in the car. <laughs> it might be a little dramatic. <laughs> a little dramatic to listen to in the car. Yeah, but no, I mean, I think it's amazing. I just think back to some of the things, you know, that we talked about, we said, that I said, And things that shifting, you know what I mean? You mean the things that have been shifting already? Yeah, and I mean even just feeling lighter about a lot of things. I mean that whole that whole situation with my niece and my sister is just. I don't want to say it's 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 gone, but it's not so heavy anymore on my heart. You know. That's so awesome. I know. That was really amazing to me. Now, that's on the last week's recording, so right. you could also, you can also redo that anytime. You could also do it with your father or your mother in mind. Ooh, let's, yeah, maybe I'll do that this weekend too, right? Sorry, what? I I can do that this weekend. Just yeah. shift the people, right? Yeah, you can. Change the people. Words in there that that were just for your sister, so just change them for your mother or father, or add some right. more. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Good, good thinking stuff. Yeah. Good reframing stuff. Good thinking stuff. Yep. Yep. So I think we're at a good place to stop. Yes, ma'am. A lot, a lot of juicy stuff here. Yes, <laughs> plenty. <laughs> all the recordings, so that's great. Okay, good. Yay! I I love how how fast you're moving. Oh, good. Thank you. Awareness feels good. Beginning. Yeah. I love it. I'm very excited for you. Thank you. That feels good. Yep. And our goal is to get rid of the any all the rest of the conflicting and contradictory strains of energy that run through, uh, unconsciously run through you, regarding your earlier family, family. Okay. And so that those patterns are no longer repeated. So you can see clearly what's going on. We're going to right. Clarity and peace so that you can speak what you want to speak, what's important, what you know is important, so you don't end up speaking what's not important for a silly reason. Mm. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and get to forgiveness, the final right. of yourself 
and all your family members. Right. Yay. Yay. <laughs> very good. Yes. So that's very exciting how you can see so much um, shifting already, you know, with mm-hmm. your sister and for the most part how you're responding at work and, yeah. Right. And just having found this job, I mean, congratulate yourself that you walked into this place with these healthy people. Yes. And the environment, you know, I had another one-on-one yesterday with the office manager, and I said, I need to tell you something. And she said, okay, and I said, I'm going to let it rip. And she's like, let it rip. (laughs) I would have never done that in the past. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. I would have been mindful and you know, watch my words. Not that I didn't watch my words, right? I just been, would have been more, just more polished and more prose. And I was just like, I just, I, I, you know, just way more candid, way more, way more truthful. Way more, way more vulnerable. Ah, oh, so great. Yeah, very great. Very good. And, and, you know, and, and it's what I find also, too, with them is that they're, I, you know, brought something to their attention and they appreciated it. And and they help, you know, when I'm, uh, I bring up something to their attention and they want to work on stuff with me. They're like, well, how can we help you with this? What would help you out? What would do, you know, and it's, I don't ever remember this. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I don't remember being this well received, I guess is the word. Yeah, well, well, this tells me that you've really changed a lot of your pattern. You've shifted a big part of your pattern already. Yeah. You've now surrounded yourself with people who are not repeating the old paradigm. Yes. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not afraid about a lot of things that I used to be for oh. whatever reason, right, you know? Great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. You're about to become a woman of freedom. A I know. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Um, should we make another appointment? Do I need to... Uh... Sure. Sure. When do you want us to do it next? Um... It's up to you. Um, maybe not on a Friday. Yeah. Um, I like it, but I'm wiped out. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to turn the recording off. Okay, great. Well, I think I turned it off, but okay. can't tell. Okay, when? Uh, I don't know, maybe a week, two weeks? What do you think? Totally up to you. I do want you to. I want you to have time to to go listen, listen. to the report, right. recordings and tap along. Especially some of them are tapping. Some of them were energy exercises. Some were just a lot of good back and forth talking with uh, ahas and insights. Okay. Um. So maybe um. It's not the twenty fourth. 
what's the next? Oh, it's Halloween, right? Yeah. 24th is, um, uh, 23rd is two weeks from today. Okay, so what about the 24th? Saturday? Yes, or do you need a... Um, we could do... Uh, I just... Uh, that's all right. I'm a little um, hesitant because I don't know what this Saturday is going to turn out to be like. Um, or do you want to do after work one night, like on it? At... I would rather do that. Will you be... Okay. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. All right. It would have to be a, a Tuesday or Thursday. Um, let's do Tuesday. Um, so what about, should we do the week? 20th? Right. I didn't think of what it was. Should be right. Um, six fifteen. Which day? Um, the twentieth. Uh, no, I said six fifteen. Yeah, I thought you did. <laughs> That's okay. The tw- oh, twentieth at six fifteen. Yeah, six fifteen work for you. Yes. Perfect. Great. Yay. Okay. Great. Awesome. I have a neighbor coming over, a new neighbor, so I'm excited. Should be good to meet someone new. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm excited. I'll see you. Yes, and I'll see you. The tw- I'll talk to you on the 20th. Yes. Okay, you have a good two Great. weeks. Thank you. In touch if you need to for anything. Okay, great. Thank you. All right, have a good weekend. You too. Bye, Rosalie. All right, cheers.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.